On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Just gone five after six in New South Wales on the Super Radio Network, High Tide. Grant Boyden and no Kieran Ricky today. No. But we do no. have Alan Blake of Blake's Marine. Thank you. And let's go to Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle and... The the boss is in today. The second boss, <laughs> Tony, the B man, the worker. How are you, Tony? B man, that's it. I think Matt's going to church this morning, guys. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no lightning and thunder. Thunder is there? Lightning and thunder? No, but it's very great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, all in all, a very very good looking day coming up here at, at this stage. Um, they are predicting. Light showers and everything like that. No, Matt hasn't gone to church. He's here. <laughs> He's praying for the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and what I want to know with you, Tony, last time we spoke, you hadn't been out fishing because you'd been pretty busy. Did you get some time during the week? No. Oh. Mate, this retirement, it's, it's a bloody fast. It's very it's busy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been helping my son. He's doing. A, he's done a knockdown rebuild um, out of the, out at um, So um, I've been pretty busy, let me tell you. But uh, he he got to go for a fish last week and got some nice flathead down in um, uh, Tanilba Bay, um, so up to sixty centimetres. Uh, and you always lose that big one just before you get, just before you landed. He was telling me that, um, he had a few choice words and whatever, but, uh, yeah, no, look, it's all good. Um, there's been some good reports of fishing around the bay, um, still picking up good quality brim for, um, this time of year. It's, uh, Normally not a good, not the time that I fish for brim, but uh, they tell me that there's some real stonkers out there, and still getting uh, some quality whiting off the beach. Um, not big numbers, but they are still getting um, whiting um, on uh, <coughs> live worms or brine worms, um, and yeah. So generally, the fishing is is really really good. At the moment in the bay, so yeah. Uh, um, the nuclear chicken they tell me is the, the go with the with the flatties at the moment. The gulp, paddle tail, nuclear chicken, nailing them, nailing them everywhere. Grant just had a funny look on his face. He hasn't seen nuclear chicken colour yet. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. No, oh, no, no. Look, they they swear by them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, particularly up. Up the Karua, up towards Karua, up into those, um, into those mangroves and that, you know, the guys come in and buy four or five packs at a time, so. A lot of Bonito in the bay again, uh, the boys are out there chasing them this morning. Uh, pretty good. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, what are you doing for honey now? What, what, pardon? What are you doing for honey? Oh, look, I still had some supplies that um, left over from when we uh, when I lost my bees. Um, that was back in October, but I had about 30 kilos that I'd already harvested, so I still got a little bit. Yeah. 
still three or four years away from uh, having bees again, or two at least. It's uh, three years is the minimum time, no bees at all. So they'll start their baiting program soon to um, eradicate all their feral bees and uh, everything like that. So it's, it's a pretty sad state of affairs, yeah. really. Um, but it is what it is. I'd rather. Uh, live without it than live with it so you know there's just so much work involved if you've got to uh, treat varroa mite in your hives uh, New Zealand uh, went down that track a few years ago and uh, I mean obviously they've recovered but it's an ongoing thing you know and, and there's a lot of work in it so It's like the white spot on the prawns once it's in it doesn't you don't get rid of it no, well, they're hoping, they think that they're, they're on top of it, but then every now and then you'll get another little outbreak and they'll extend the, the um, <coughs> well, quarantine area. Zone yeah. Or the uh, red zone, which is all euthanised. They euthanise anything in the red zone. So every time they get an outbreak, it increases it by 10, 10k in a, in a circle. So. But. As I said, I'd rather live without it than with it. That's so. right. Yeah, no, good point. Good yeah. point. So what's Matt doing in this morning? Is he just talking or is he making rods? Oh, look, he's both talking, <laughs> making rods. Always something happening. That's good. You're in charge. You can kick him out, you know. Oh, I can kick him out, right. <laughs> 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 no, he's got all his good gear on. I don't, I don't doubt that he is going to church this morning. <laughs> Okay, no worries. Okay, well, Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle, Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, Coles Express Service Station, 498 20711. That's the one. You've got it. You nailed it in one. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Huh? <laughs> okay, see, see you, Tony. Okay, bye. You did that off the top of your head. That's impressive. You've said it once or twice. You've got to learn something every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> we should take a break, and then we'll come back soon and get Mel Pavey online. 12 after 6. On the Super Radio Network, talking sports. Back with a full team, of course. Gav Robbo, as per usual, will be fielding in left field. Peter Tunks will be holding tight up front. The tough Freddie Papworth to join us a little bit later off the bench. And yours truly, Grant Hughes, uh, trying to maintain some sort of semblance of reality throughout in the year of 2023. Good luck. The boys talk sports. Look, best three hours of radio in Australia, I've got no doubt about that. No doubt about that. I saw you, Hughesy, on a bit of a Facebook clip they took of you yesterday, and I thought an immaculate man like you would be dressed as the nines, and there you were in a singlet with your guns out, and I said, good on you, son. Weekday afternoons, the boys talk sports. Yeah, look, I'm out bushing Queensland. I just absolutely love your show. You were dearly missed, and I, I, I think you should be a law against you taking holidays anyway. <laughs> Have your say. Love your show, boys, and really, really appreciate every three hours of experience. Uh, Thank well you, mate. Done. On the Super Radio Network. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgrouppranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. 
visit brainfoundation.org.au. If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, Network Construction Services could save you a hell of a lot of time and, believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like waterproofing or concrete cancer repairs, which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or, better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 9808-5673. Got it? 9808-5673. Three. Hi, I'm Graham Hughes. If you need help managing arthritis, do as I did and try Arborvitae Joint Health. After I finished my football career, old injuries meant my life was full of aches and pains. That was until I discovered Arborvitae Joint Health. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms do persist, consult your healthcare professional. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300-879-863. One in three people will need blood in their lifetime. But only one in 30 of us donate. Over 100,000 donations are needed this month. Do something special. Give blood. Call 13 14 95 or visit donateblood.com.au. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 14 after 6 here on High Tide. I was chatting with uh, Alan off air. I was just saying up around my area, Alan, um, the, the teals are putting a, a big run in at the moment and they are everywhere. Every morning you drive down the road there's people in um, you know, rabbit suits and all sorts of things holding banners but every intersection you come up to there's seven, eight of them yeah. all standing there. All two are trying to become green. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Let's go to someone who's sensible about this. Melinda Pavey, good morning. Good morning. Only 14 days to go and you won't have to see them. Good. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Actually, I read in the paper this morning. Even Brad Hazard's out on the road <laughs> on the northern beaches. But he, someone said, "Oh, but you're on the wrong side of the road." He said, "I've been doing this for thirty years. I'm absolutely where I need to be." <laughs> 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 yeah, the fields did a really good job in stopping um, some some housing development up there around uh, Bell Road. That uh, was the Metropolitan Land Council. Um, yeah, good one, Teals. Housing's a big issue, but um, they've stopped this really sensible um, approach to things, dealing with uh, our Aboriginal community. But anyway, that's, uh, you know, I thought they cared about things like that. No, they care about it in other people's electorates, not their own. Yeah, anyway, that, that just makes me cranky. Housing is a big issue. And uh, we can't politicise it. We can't be completely nimby. We've got to be sensible. It was a low-scale style of the development. But, um, you know, everybody, um, you know, everybody just put the pressure on. And uh, I think it's community that will end up poorer for it. Yeah. And what's been happening up in your electorate? Well, we've had International Women's Day. Um, I went out to the Kempsey, the Midnight Coast Correctional Facility, which is otherwise known as the Kempsey Jail. Spoke to the workers out there. That was really inspiring, you know. Um, they are, you know, they know what's going on and what's not going right. And, you know, a lot of them were saying it's a really tough job in there. Um, but, you know, the mental health issues for many of the, the inmates, there's just, I mean, I think that basically gave me a very strong message. There's too many people in there that shouldn't be in there. 
that haven't had the right support around them from a very young age. So, you know, that's a, that's one of those big issues that we don't talk about um, in the election campaign, but is one of those things that can really improve the lives of families, you know, cut out a lot of stress because it's, it's a big failure when they end up at that part of the system. Yeah. Mm. But I was listening to Mr. Laurie McAnally and PJ and PJ stories. I'm pretty dirty on Laurie. I'm very dirty on them for not inviting me out on the boat to get some <laughs> <laughs> Very dirty. I probably had some time last week, and now I've got to wait till it gets back from Kangaroo Island and the McLaren's Island. Uh, the reason they did not invite you is there was no mud crabs involved. <laughs> I don't care. I like Spanish mackerel, but not with that disease that we're talking no, about. No, they're catching spotted. They didn't weren't catching Spanish. Oh, spotted. Well, I just heard the word mackerel. You don't mean Alma. <laughs> <laughs> politicians only listen to some of the things that are said? No, I was thinking more about the fact that I don't know every fish species in the world. I'm about listening. She heard the mackerel and was trying to pick the wine. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think we've got to... I think we should... Um, I think, Laurie, we should change his name to Dustin Hoffman. You know, the rain man? Yeah. He's like the fish man, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Wherever he goes, he seems to catch a fish. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Hey, have you seen Peter's uh, uh, Facebook things on all yeah. the bits and pieces to do? Yeah, it's very good. I'm watching. I'm learning every day, learning. Good. Do you, get, you use the prawn heads and the tails in your Nutribullet at home? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I do in my stocks. Okay making the stock with it but yeah my, but my grandfather he was a strange thing he would never let anyone leave anything on a plate and he would eat a whole porn like you know yeah. everything even uh, yeah blakey was talking Blakey was talking about this yesterday, eating like the whole prawn tail, the head, the whole lot. The, the small ones, I will. I don't eat the heads, the large ones. But the small ones, the little horseries, if you if you fry them with a bit of flour on them, you eat those. And I eat the tails of of a, a cutlet. Do you, Melinda? I do if it's small and if yeah. it's barbecued yeah. and crispy. And you know, it's like respecting the whole <laughs> whole um, species, isn't it? It's, yeah. The more you eat of it, and the less you throw away, yeah. the better it is. And you that's where a lot of the nutrients. And yeah. that's you know, we'd all be a lot better if we were, you know, eating all our fish from, and, and making stocks, whether that's meat stocks or fish stocks or whatever. The, the nutrients and the, the goodness in stock is so important to mm-hmm. overall well-being. Yeah, good point. Look, you go to Teppanyaki and you eat the whole prawn there, don't you? Yeah. They do it specially you for do. you. They're clever, aren't they? Yes. That's they're clever. I yeah. love that. I'd love a big Teppanyaki plate in my, you know, gourmet kitchen one day. I'd add about 20 kilos of every one of those. <laughs> but, uh, oh well. So, were you on the hustings this week? Yeah, in the hustings a bit. Um, actually, we've got a lunch in Sydney and a, an exit meeting of all the MPs that know that they're leaving State Parliament. Um, so, we're all going to be down there on Thursday. Uh, with the Speaker um, and the President to uh, President of the Legislative Council um, to, you know, like a final sort of exit meeting. We, you know, pack up all our offices and do all those sort of things, make sure all of our affairs are in order and our files are sorted and we know what we're doing with everything in the cloud. So there's a bit of a process there. Will you have a bit um, of a tear in your eye doing that? Yeah, I will. I will. But there'll be a lot of smiles too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, after twenty years, it's uh, it's it's exciting to think about the future. Yeah, um, and our fellow here, Michael Kemp, doing a good job, and 
he'll um, he'll keep the he'll keep the fires burning for us all and make sure we keep delivering in our community here. Uh, but it's it's yeah it's it's an exciting time and a different time. But um, you know, as I say to people, I'll still be able to contribute. You don't have to be in Parliament to do that. There's lots of things you can do and lots of processes I know now that I wouldn't if I hadn't have had 20 years in Parliament to be able to help our communities. Yeah, what do you think you're going to do the first day you wake up and you're no longer in Parliament? Well, certainly I'm going to be in Sydney when I wake up. Um, I might even come into the fishing show because I'm going to be down there doing the Channel 7 commentary okay. on, on election night. So um, there'll be, oh gosh, it'll, you know, election day is, is always the most fascinating, isn't it, really? Yeah, all the hard work and all these predictions, all your assessments. So I think everyone is in agreement. This is going to be a very, very close race. Um, there's a lot of outliers, the, the teals you mentioned, but they haven't been able to have the money that, you know, they were spending a million dollars on a seat, um, and they still didn't win a seat like Cowper up here on the North Coast. Yeah. Um, but they, they've got a cap that they can only spend a certain amount of money and optional preferential. A lot of people will go into a booth and just vote one. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be the challenge on, for the teals. Um, you know, it's all happening in Western Sydney. Um, it doesn't seem to be as ferocious out here in the regions. Um, that's that's my take on it. We've got retiring members in Clarence and in uh, Mile Lakes, um, and they're running good campaigns as well as mine here in Oxley. Uh, but it's you know it's a bit exciting in Western Sydney and a bit more in the south of the state. And yeah, uh, must be an extraordinary day, election day for a politician, because it's a bit like you know any number of sports uh, that you do. You'll prep, you'll train, you'll diet, whatever the case may be. Then, especially if you're a coach, you put your player or sporting person out there, and then there's nothing more you can do. You've got to stand back and and just see the performance go. And in sport, you know, like in rugby league, it might be you know an hour and a half, but in a, in a sprint race, it can be over in seconds. But the, there's but a lot all of things, day for a politician. But there's a lot of things outside your control that can make a difference in Absolutely. politics as well on election day. What happens in the world? What's going on news-wise? Do you find that, Mel? Oh yeah, it's um, you know, it's in the it's in the hand of the gods. <laughs> you'd need truth, a you'd need and a I, manicure on the Sunday, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, well, a manicure on the Sunday, yes. But you know what's amazing about it is the amount of people that are involved in our political parties and organisations that get out there and work those booths. Oh, yeah, There's they're... a lot of people that care about our democracy. And, and whilst, you know, a lot of people run through the gauntlet of the people going, oh, leave me alone, go away, I don't want to talk to you, um, it's usually done in a very respectful way. Some of the best conversations you have through the year is with the other booth workers on the booth, um, trying to, to understand each other's point of view at times or just... You know, engaging because you know that you know you mightn't have everything in common, but you've got a love of of what you think is best for your country. Um, and I just love that day. I love democracy in action. And then it's a good day to reflect that you know we are one of the luckiest countries in the world. We can be hard on ourselves, but you'd be here rather than most countries in Africa, most countries in South America, most countries in the Middle East. And apart from those democracies through Asia, um, that would be a tough place to be existing as well. And make sure your vote counts. Vote. Don't write something stupid on the ballot paper. Well, if you want to, you're probably not worthy of that vote. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> if you're avoiding the fine, 
I mean, we've we've got compulsory voting. I mean, 94, 97%, anywhere between 94 and 97% of votes are counted, and those 3% of people that do that on the day to avoid a fine, well, you know, if that's that's your level of intelligence, then knock yourself out. But, you know, in the UK and in the US, we're only getting up, you know, around 50 to 60% of people going to vote. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that's good either. I've always had the opinion, if you if you vote informal or you don't front to vote, then that that's okay, but then you don't have any right to whinge for the term of that parliament. But they'll be the noisiest ones yeah. in the public. <laughs> Squeakiest wills there. <laughs> yeah. But I go to, there are some days that I think we shouldn't have compulsory voting. There are some moments in an election campaign. Um, there are some moments on election day when you know where certain people are going to go and pick up their how-to-vote cards. <laughs> 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 but huh? equally, it's, it's, it's worth that burden. Um, I think compulsory voting is, is a, is a good thing. And, uh, yeah. I've always been, well, I've always been polite. On election day, when I go there and they're all hanging out, I'll grab everyone. Yeah, because you don't want to offend anyone. Don't want to offend anyone, then I'll decide where I want to vote for. Yeah. And then you've got the ones that come back out and they're going to be the recycling kings and queens and they you know, go and get them all back. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never thought of that. That's a good idea, yeah, isn't they it? They can't now with yeah, COVID and yeah. things like that. You've got to get rid of them. We've still got a thousand in the box and they're going to be no good tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice so thought, but... little preschool gets them all. <laughs> <laughs> Make good placemats for dinner. Oh, God, could you imagine that, looking at candidates as a place? That's a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, like, for the next six months after the election, we've got all these core flutes still hanging up off telegraph poles and all over the place. They a, get, lot of, a lot of them are green ones, too. Yeah, they, they get oh. fined for that quite heavily. I forget what it was, $360 per poll or something or other? Good. There is the potential for the um, electricity people to do that. but uh, They don't seem to find them, though, do they? Yeah, yeah, you've just... And it's important that you go down and, you know, the campaign team's going to have to go out and get their ladders out and get them all down. And, you know, I suppose the work ethic of our guys is sometimes a bit stronger than those that leave it up. Um, but, yeah, it's... You think about it. There's just thousands and thousands of people involved in this process. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately, people will have their say. Yes. Oh, well, that'd be good fun. We're going to take a break. Do you want to stay with us? Sure. Okay. We're talking to Melinda Pavey. Back soon. Imagine a beautiful, clear day out on the water. Now add wind, heavy rain, and a severe drop in temperature. Add a rising icy swell and the onset of darkness. Add storm clouds and lightning. The weather can rapidly change conditions. It's important that you plan ahead, keep checking the weather, and wear a life jacket every time you're out on the water. Wear a life jacket. Don't risk your life. A message from the New South Wales Government. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366. Or go to view.org.au. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. 
Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au You don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Apart from its immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks boasts superb catering facilities inside their luxurious, beautifully appointed clubhouse. The perfect destination for that challenging game of golf and the ideal venue for corporate golf days and any kind of group function or special event. Find out more at twincreeksgolf.com.au or call Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 96708888. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more, Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 2SM Sydney's Talking 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's tackle today If only I could go Fishing down the river Again it is high tide, 29 minutes away from the top of the hour, and we've got Melinda Pavey online with us as well. And now we're going to talk about what we were sort of alluded to a little bit earlier on, Blakey, the, this outbreak of white spot disease. It was detected in black tiger prawns uh, on two prawn farms on the north coast of New South Wales on the... 12th of February, the first one was reported where white spot in a single grow out a pond was uh, detected. Then uh, on the 13th, the following day, a small number of prawns across four grow out ponds were observed to be sick and dying. But on the 24th, a second farm reported lethargic prawns. There you go. Now, Director of Fisheries and Agriculture Management, New South Wales Department of Primary Industries, and a good South Sydney supporter, Peter Turnell. <laughs> Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Blakey. How are you, mate? I'm good. How you been? Yeah, I was all right until I saw us get rolled the other night unfairly, but... Uh, <laughs> I think, I think Penrith was too good. you got to yeah. say that. That's uh, one well, of those things. Begrudgingly, yes. Yes. But, um, <laughs> getting used to saying that, unfortunately, but uh, look, good game. Good game. It's always, uh, always good to come home. I hadn't realised the game was going to be on, but um, a very pleasant surprise to top the evening off, so yeah, it was good to sit down and watch. That's good. Now, white spots reared its head again. It, uh, it has, it has, unfortunately. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, white spot, um, for those that don't know, white spot disease is a, a highly contagious viral disease. So, what it does is um, it, it kills prawns, makes them very sick, and, and, and kills them along with other uh, other um, 
crustaceans, but uh, it's not harmful for human health. That's that's the main thing we need to uh, we need to realise. But it is highly contagious. I think Grant was saying it was picked up in a couple of prawn farms um, back in uh, mid mid and early uh, mid, mid and late February. So that's um, that that's what happened. Now the fact that it was picked up in the prawn farms doesn't mean that's where it came from. So please don't. No, it's no, it's just where it was detected first. Yes. Absolutely, and you know, if you think about a prawn farm, it's a highly intensive farming operation where it's very crowded. So, you know, if, if we had an outbreak of COVID in, in New South Wales, you would expect to pick it up in Sydney, not in a sparsely populated regional town like you know, the rest of the estuary may be. You'd pick it up in the highly densely populated area first, is, um, is what's happening there. So there's been a little bit of, unfortunately, finger-pointing, people trying to blame other people, uh, most of it ill-informed um, as to where it's come from. So we just need to be careful before we do that. We've got some, you know, some of the some of the country's best uh, veterinary experts working on this to try and trace back the sources of where it's come from. Um, that's important to to ensure we can sort of um, prevent this happening again. At the moment, we're focusing on eradication and, and minimising the spread. Which is all very important, but yeah. um, I've had I've had many many text messages from people up there. I, I went up there pretty much uh, well. It was about three weeks ago now. I went up there and sat with the co-op and had a chat with them and um, met, met with some other people. I've been up to the incident management centre at uh, at Port Stephens. So <clears throat> excuse me. So there's you know there's plenty happening, but we need to take a, a technical approach to working out where it's come from. Um, and, and how to deal with it. Like I said, I've had yeah, many text messages. Some invited me to get involved in uh, in arguments occurring at pubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you find all now, the experts. I, I, I politely declined that opportunity, but uh, anyway, it's always I, good to be thought of. Yeah, I didn't realise it is illegal to bring bait caught in southeast Queensland into mm. New South Wales. Yes, it is. It is, and. Um, I think they had a uh, they had an outbreak up there some some years ago. So um, it's uh, it is illegal to do that. And basically, what we're what they're saying is that you know, people should if they if they're harvesting their own bait, use it in the river or the estuary Where you got from it. which you take it. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking yabbies and worms and all sorts of things here too, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just use Hawkesbury prawns. Well, you can, and then once once these. Um, once these prawns are cooked, there is no risk. But the, the disease will actually live, live through freezing. So if you freeze the product, thaw it out. So it's very, it's very important that people source their bait from a trusted, reputable bait supplier. Uh, you had one on the, on the line earlier, earlier today. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> you've got to source your bait from there. Where you get your prawns to wait for human consumption from from stores and grocery stores and supermarkets, whatever, that's fine for human consumption. They're not bait. Yeah, it still it still doesn't click in the mind. But when you say it's fine for humans to eat it, but you can't give it to fish. Yeah, it's it's um it's a weird one, isn't it? It's hard to get your head around. But yes. um, so so the prawns in the farms. They, they became lethargic. They, they stopped eating. Uh, they, they became sick, and, and, and ultimately they, uh, they, they, they died. But 
the prawn farmers are right onto this. As soon as there was um, initial signs of something not being right, they let us know. We brushed samples off to be tested um, at our laboratories, and uh, yeah, it came back came back positive. So they were they were really responsible, and yeah, by and large, everyone's been uh, been really good about the uh, the responses. There's a lot of people hurting at the moment, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the best we can do is uh, get on and do our job properly. As I said, we've got some of the uh, some of the country's best experts okay. working on this, and, and and they're working around pretty much seven days a week. Well, not pretty much; they are working seven days a week. Trying to sort out. They can just, yeah. Okay, and, and Mel, are, where do you get your prawns? Um, I get them from the co-op here at Coffs or at Yurunga, or go down to Nambuco or Jerseyville. But um, just on on the people hurting, uh, a lot of the prawn trawlers. Um, can we just talk a bit about that, Pete? Like, it's it's really tough for them at the moment, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. So we're looking at um, opportunities for them to diversify, um, try different markets. So the, the prawn that they typically catch in the trawlers up there is a very small prawn, and it's it's good for uh, it's good for bait. Uh, a lot of it goes to there. A lot of it goes for human consumption outside of that area as as a green prawn. Um, the challenge is they can only move the prawn out of that um, control or the area in the clearance if it's cooked. So that's changing the whole ball game for these guys. So yeah. we need to work with them in a constructive and pragmatic way to try and make sure that they, you know, they can still operate and they've still got market opportunities. Uh, having said that, if they were that obvious, these guys would have already done it by now. So it's it's it is a challenge. There's, yeah, no two ways about it. Okay, interesting. But we. We will continue to work with them. Um, I'll be probably back up there in the next fortnight with, um, with some of the technical experts and yeah, just to just to see what we can do. Um, there's a lot of the um, support mechanisms that we're we're trying to, um, to to point in that direction. But at the end of the day, a lot some of these fishes are, are quite big operations. They could probably sail through. Some of them aren't. Some of them are fairly small. There. You know those typical cottage industries that, that we, we we see and love up and down the coast. Um, they're the ones that, uh, that that we really worry about. Okay, and unless it's on your radar, because um, I'm I'm hearing some pretty bad reports. So thanks, Pete. Yeah, no, cheers, thank you. So, Pete, I, I think what I'd like to know, right, besides not taking bait out of, you know, the zone that you live in or where, where you're planning to fish, uh, and, and not just, you know, using the, the, the prawn, the green prawn that you'd buy at your local shopping centre for fishing, what else can I do just as the layperson to try and alleviate or potentially help the situation? Well, if you, if you're seeing people not doing the right thing and using the wrong prawns, please, yeah, firstly, let them know. If not, you can let us know. Um, and the number for that is 1800 043 536. Um, but in addition to that, um, looking after yourself, it's, it's about knowing what you can and can't do with those, with those prawns. But also making clean part of your routine. Yes. So wash your vehicles, your gear. Uh, this was a big issue during Calerpa where we had that, um, that sort of aquarium weed that got into something a number of our estuaries, so the Calerpa tax folia. So, um, yeah, it's just important to make sure that you're, you're looking after your gear. You're not, you know, dragging old bait and bits and pieces between different uh, different estuaries. Okay. No worries. Thank you very much for that, Pete. It's good to catch up. 
good to catch up and good luck next week with the uh, with the rabbits. But um, yeah, I hope everyone has a uh, has a great rest of Sunday, and I'll I'll speak to you shortly. You two okay. can you two can go for a beer next time South wins, so you've got a few years to save up. <laughs> I'll be losing a few kilos. <laughs> Have a good one, Pete. Good on you guys. No worries. Thanks for that, Pete. (laughs) Okay. You're going to stay with us, Mel. We'll take a break and come back at Paulie Burt. Okay. Afternoons with Pete Davis. The things that are affecting the Australian people at the moment are the rising cost of living. And here, here we have the 10th interest rate raised in a row on Tuesday. So there's another issue as well. Coalitions are leaving all sorts of trouble and uh, I think they're just diverting away from the problems they've got in this country. Like... Right, I don't want to go back on what previous governments, uh, the Rudd government, and you can go back as long as you want to. That's all history now. What we want to find out is, is what they're going to do in the next couple of years. Pete Davis on 2SM. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make Finance Easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit license number 392182. It's the early start to the weekend we all love. Thursday night rugby league and this season your Thursday night broadcast is driven by the award winning seven seat Kia Sorento. Going for the corner, got it down. Where's the support? Doesn't need the support. The Ford Ferrari scores and Penrith press play of the party. Your weekend arrives early. Thursday night footy partnered by the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. Now you can make that tree change that you've always wanted when you move to the country and build your own PAL kit home. You can do it yourself with PAL and you'll save money. PAL has a great range of quality designs and floor plans from which to choose. Make this the year to follow your dream and build your own country home, the PAL Kit Homes way. Go to PAL, that's P-A-A-L, palkithomes.com.au or phone 1-800-024-912. Children all over Australia are making their Christmas wish. Sophie's wish is different to others. All I want is to be better at school. Poverty is holding Sophie back, and she doesn't have what she needs to do her best at school. She may never reach her full potential. Give Sophie access to vital out-of-school learning programs before it's too late. Change the course of a child's life this Christmas. Search the Smith family and donate today. 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. This is High Tide, 16 minutes away from 7 in New South Wales on the Super Racing Network. Now, uh, just before we go back to the crew, we've got Melinda Pavey online and Paul Burt's about to join us as well. 
We were talking about, well, we weren't talking about, Laurie McAnally was talking about how to cook pies on a boat and, and if you leave your, pope, uh, leave your pie on the boat manifold for a month or so and come <laughs> back, it's actually not too bad. Rob, the chef, has uh, sent us in a message and Brendan came in and said yeah. he spoke to him on the phone. It was monosodium glutamate that keeps them at, at MSG. that MSG. MSG. So for anyone who suffers migraines, they'll know exactly what MSG I is. I find if I eat stuff with MSG and I can't sleep. I sleep for a couple of hours and spend the rest of the night awake. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a preservative and, that's, and it's used to tenderise the meat as well. A lot of stuff in Chinese. Yeah. Mel, do you use cook with MSG? No, I don't. But if you... Put a bit of, if you're doing a stir-fry, just put a bit of bicarb soda That's on right. it. That's right, yeah, it does the job. same job. Same job. And it doesn't make you as thirsty as MSG does. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have MSG last night, but I was still awake at 2 o'clock this morning. I hate that. <laughs> it happens as we get older. It is for us, because we get up at 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. I did, I've been listening since 4. Oh, good to see. <laughs> We've educated you over the last few years, haven't we? <laughs> Yes, yes, always, always. <laughs> we used to have to ring you early to wake you up so you could talk a bit later. Now it's you're up already. <laughs> I wonder what time Paul Burt got up. What his point? time. Well, I, I know PJ, right? He doesn't do a pit stop at his age. He does a pee stop. So <laughs> he, he's in that truck thinking, I need to pull over every half an hour down to the bladder. But anyways, I'll wait till we get to that age, boys. I mean, Karen, Karen's not there yet. He's faster. But look, uh, good morning, Mel. How are you? Good boy, that's very witty. That's very good. Oh, thank you. I, I planned it in the last five seconds. I, I had a look at the um, the uh, talking about pie warmers uh, with with uh, what Laurie was saying. And yes, we used to put pies in the, in the car engine. Sometimes they taste a little bit more like diesel on Dad's truck. But, it's flavour. It's flavour. I grew up to be okay, I think. But um, the Anaconda's got these amazing spin effects. 12-volt pie warmers. Yes, that's ever? right. Bottom up under the dash and around the place. They work very well. Yeah, and you chuck your pies in them and they're warm throughout there. You can put everything in those things, like a roast or <laughs> whatever you want to take out a loaf of bread. Alan, you that. know all about it. Have you got one? A pie warmer? Yeah. 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 Um, the Anaconda no. one. No, I've got, I've got a... Blakey's got a full-blown kitchen. Yeah, I've got a kitchen on mine with a combination <laughs> microwave oven. Oh. <laughs> That's in the big boat, but the little boat, no, I don't... Uh, I don't worry about it. I don't fish in cold weather. <laughs> yeah, see, now that's smart. I don't, I don't, if the weather's rough, I I'm like, nah, been there, done that, don't have to prove it to anyone, see you later. <laughs> but on the bar crush and the surtees, they bolt up under the dash. There's a very good spot yeah, for them. That's a, and that's the beauty of aluminium boats, I guess, too, Blakey. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, they work you, quite well. Yeah, you can screw them in and uh, and uh, and leave them yeah. and just replace them when they get a bit green and... All that sort of stuff from the salt. <laughs> They're stainless um, steel. Wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> Just similar metals. You need to put that yellow gunk up between before you join them. Yes. Please. Um, Duralac, it's called. Duralac, that's right. That's right. Mate, you're such a knowledgeable bloke. That's why I like having you on the right-hand speed dial. <laughs> Which is obviously different than Durex. <laughs> yeah, it's different than Durex. <laughs> we don't use Durex on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that has other uses. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to today, Paul? What's that? Sorry, I lost you. What are you going to do today? Oh, today I, I I put my back out a bit. I'm not a back. I'm, I'm not a complainer, but I put my back out the other day lifting up uh, these big uh, metal, these big roof insulate panels on the back roof before this torrential, horrendous rain was coming that the weather bureau said, and and 
I, you know, 5.1 metre lake, so I'm 8 and I did them. And, uh, yeah, anyway, so I'm just relaxing today. And the rain, yeah, I'll probably sit outside, put the umbrella up so I don't get a suntan, not from the showers. <laughs> <laughs> he puts up solar panels. I can't get it right. You put up solar panels when the rain's coming. Wouldn't hydro be better? <laughs> did Dad, you know a decent weather forecaster? <laughs> I got heckled last night. I had to campus my son. I mean, in Miami, I looked up, these, these young folks come through and go, Hey, Biffy, where's the rain? Across the way, where's the rain? It's your thinking, fault. Oh, it's always my fault. It's always my fault anyway. I said, it's coming, and like five minutes later, it did, it did shower, but no, we didn't get the... But up north where, I mean, you're, you're, no, you know that area up there, Blakey, very yeah, well. Yeah, Swears and Burktown, yeah. Mate, they've had un- unseen, uh, and this, that's a big call, unseen record level, because, and they've got one year's of rain in two days. Now, they don't get, uh, five, you know, one or two metres, they get five metres of rain. These people yeah. are in tropical yeah. areas where it is crazy, so that's a lot of water to fall in. In a matter of two days. I, I did laugh. I got a text from a friend who owned Swears Island last night. They got evacuated from Burktown to Swears Island in a helicopter. <laughs> so from the mainland, they took them to the island. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. I remember going up the Burke and Wheels track, uh, a shortcut to, uh, to, to, uh, Normanton, I think it was. And, uh, oh my God. And that was just after Cyclone Larry. I, I never knew that you could drive down a track. Trees falling out of the ground. Your boat is literally at a right angle behind your car. It was, <laughs> it, was it was horrendous. But we we got in. We got into Normanton and then uh, and then uh, visited the pub next to the Purple Pub and then went up to uh, Corumba. But it was just a, it was a wild trek. That was yeah, pretty much a, when Cyclone Larry had ju- like it was it was still going through when we passed over it. Too. So yeah. It was a crazy time. But yeah, a lot of flood water up there. So all of that water they were thinking obviously because it was spinning off that low was going to come into southeast Queensland. Look, it did coming to uh, northwestern parts of Queensland, but uh, it has tapered off. But there is a trough that's pretty heavy. We may see some storm activity this afternoon when that trough passes over. So at the moment, let's talk about fishing. Spanish mackerel are out there. We're in our, our, our non-catch part of the uh, of March at the moment. But as soon as it opens up, I, I urge people who love mackerel is to get some bonito from Tweed Bait, chin rig them, go out there and catch as many as you can for the bag limit. Uh, before, you know, they taper off and there's going to be a lot out there for sure. The boys down at Tweed Heads, it might be worth a drive over the border going across the Tweed Bar and fishing the southern side of Fino's Reef. You've got to think no one in Queensland caught these fish besides a couple of charter boats which are allowed. Um, so all these fish are banked up just on the borderline. They don't know where the border is, but all those spots down there are, are prolific with fish at the moment. So uh, you're allowed to catch them over the border. Paul, um, Paul, just yeah, one thing about coming down to Tweed to fish. We're yeah. just talking to Pete Turnell from Fisheries yeah. and it is illegal to bring bait from Queensland into New South Wales prawns that's caught in Queensland. Correct, with the white spot, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big thing. Tweed bait have been, uh, because, you know, a lot of their prawns come from south, so it's just, it's a real tricky one. And they, they manage it very, very well. I know last time during a, a white spot outbreak is, uh, you know, they, they had to really manage where their prawns were coming from and going to. Uh, because they do have different supplies in Queensland, New South Wales, as to where those uh, those prawns can travel. Uh, so yeah, you can be assured that when you do buy your prawns uh, from uh, Tweed, tweed bait, yeah, Tweed yeah, you know, you're not going to be doing okay. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a it's a tricky one because our banana prawns up here, mate. We've caught we've caught tons of banana prawns, and I know so many people who catch banana prawns up here, and not one person I've, that I know has seen white spot, whether it's visible to be seen, not one that I know of. Um, and and it, it, I know there's been 
you know, uh, cases of, of mudworms and, and different um, different sort of little uh, vertebrates in those particular areas of around uh, Moreton Bay and, and, and all that sort of stuff that apparently had it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, long story short, is um, our prawn system seems to be pretty flourishing. Well, there's a lot of prawns about. Um, so offshore, there's been some good. Uh, mackerel about but you can't catch them until the end of this month if you're public unless you go 23rd water. isn't it 23rd yeah. yeah yeah i think so i think you're right there mate it's the last week of, uh, of of march same as it was in uh, in february um dolphin fish good numbers of those out wide at the moment few are who's still starting to spook around they'll come in thicker as we head in towards april uh been good catches in the estuaries uh, were just behind the beach breaks of striped tuna if you love sashimi striped tuna are a fantastic sashimi uh, fish, you can uh, go there and catch those. You don't need a big boat. You can actually catch them off the beach at the moment. They're so close to the bait balls right behind the beach break. Um, that's also brought a few tailor onto the beach cutters. Uh, loads of bait. The bait's incredible. Um, so lots of uh, tailor there. A few dart, a few winding room flatted in your, sh- in your shallower beach cutters at the moment. You've got a low tide right now. High tide's about lunchtime. Uh, back in the estuaries, heaps of flatted starting to move through. Nothing big yet, but they're about. So some good numbers of flatties. Um, you get the, a lot of the larger fish are more sort of spread out into the lower reaches of the rivers and creeks. Uh, come September, they'll obviously move move into the, the bays and become a lot more prolific. Um, there's been some good catches also of garfish about if you love to catch garries around Wave Break Island and the northern side, uh, and also around the weed beds near Crab Island. Um, mid reaches of the Noosa and Malula, some nice mangrove jack activity up there at the moment, and uh, and some good catches too. Some of the jacks have been getting up around that 56, 58 centimetres, which are pretty big fish uh, for the estuaries. And for those after uh, Australian bass in the impoundments, there's been plenty of bass. The barometer's dropped, though. It's down about 1,009, 1,010. Uh, I think that'll pick up again next, this week with some northerlies forecast again. But uh, at the moment, um, you know, I'd like to see that barometer up a little bit higher. And if you are going fishing and your barometer's down a bit, don't expect to catch a lot of fish all the time, particularly if it's dropping. It's just a thing we've been taught. Obviously, when the barometer's up high, your fish are a lot more hungry and, uh, and, they, and they tend to bite a bit better. Uh, opposed to uh, if it's on a dropping real low, 1,010 below sort of time. Uh, you don't catch too much there, fellas. But um, okay. uh, step outside today. Um, season uh, 5, episode 2 is on today. We're up at uh, Hinchinbrook Island, beautiful Hinchinbrook Island, beautiful. with Ben Weston uh, from Wild Hinchinbrook Adventures. Good fella, top bloke, and uh, should be some good fish. Look okay, 21st of March that season opens again. 21st, is it? Yeah, yeah 21st. Cool. No, okay. Thanks, okay, Paul, thank you for that. Thank you, guys. Likewise, all the best to you on a Sunday and everyone listening. Have a, a great day. What are you doing? If you're in um, northern New South Wales, southeast Queensland, central Queensland, up to Rocky, uh, just be aware of those storms this afternoon. If they come, don't blame me. If they don't come, don't blame <laughs> and me. if they don't come, we don't blame you too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Okay. Thank so, you, guys. Bye. Melinda didn't get to say much the last half hour. Oh, um, listening, and in case you miss something, I'm there to pick it up. That's it. Now that's good. Okay, well, you enjoy your week on the hustings. We look forward to catching up um, next week, and you're and in the studio on the Sunday of the election. And uh, if you're at Hungry Head down at Yoronga, come down to have a swim today. You'll be safe. I'm on patrol. Okay, no worries. Thanks, <laughs> Linda. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Well, Linda Beatty, uh, she is a good girl. Okay, well, we're nearly time to go home. Mm, it is almost time to go home. We're heading for a pretty good day by the, the looks of things. Temperature-wise, it won't be too bad. The wind's not 
too dramatic. Yeah. There's a little bit of current off the coast. We're going to have about 15 to 20, so I suppose it's going to be getting uh, a, a little bit bumpy off offshore. But yeah, certainly in the estuaries, it wouldn't be too bad. Fishy estuary, there's no problems there yeah. at all. I just see so many people going out offshore in dinghies, so I'm, I'm thinking about them when I say stuff like that. You come up the coast and you find people in kayaks out there. Yeah. 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 You shake your head. Whatever you're doing today, make sure you have a, uh, a lot of fun and be very, very safe. That is High Tide for today. News is coming up. And then we'll be back with uh, Talk Back here on the Super Radio Network. And Alan, as Kieran always says, keep your eye on the sky. Safe boating, everyone. See you next weekend.